You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. And hopefully, You've been following us as well as sending in your questions because today is the day that you do that for. It is the mailbag episode on top of what's become the Michelob Ultra episode on top of what's become the Terry Rozier weekly episode. Yeah, this is Terry Rozier. Not this week, not right? It really is. But now we're going to give that award in honor of Terry Rozier to a different player this time, which is going to be fantastic. We got a bunch of. Hold on, hold on. We're giving we're giving out. The Terry Rozier Invitational Trophy, the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week Award, to somebody other than Terry Rozier. And I'll tell you this, and it doesn't even stop there, Nada. This player actually deserves it. It's not even a participation trophy like we tried to make it maybe the week before or the week prior to that. This guy actually deserves it in comparison to Terry Rozier. It's crazy. We actually have a different player that's going to win it. We'll get to some of the questions sent in uh, from you guys. Uh, in the last couple of segments. But first, we will talk about the Ultra Player of the Week because Locked On has partnered with Michelob Ultra to create a custom segment across the NBA titled exactly what I said, Ultra Player of the Week. Each week, hosts will identify one player from the team that made the big play, got you on your feet, cheering for your team, maybe really just the one game that they played against the Pacers. But either way, ultimately sparking one of the three key emotions, joy, happiness, and enjoyment, Again, only happening in that Indiana Pacers <laughs> game this week. It was brutal. I, I mean, Nada, you know we were trying to figure this out before we started yes. recording. I, that Brooklyn game, as bad as that Boston game was, just looking at the stat line, that I will put that in the Mount Rushmore this season for just god-awful box scores. Yes. Just a gross-looking box score from every single player that participated in that matchup. But we've got the Pacers game to hang our hat on, at least with some kind of positive feeling. Since Michelob Ultra evokes joy, because enjoyment isn't the end of the game, it's the whole game. Also, Michelob Ultra contains 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. So many great things involving this beer. If it's only, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. So let me ask you this. Are you happy? Happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? It made us happy when uh, the uh, Charlotte Hornets beat the Indiana Pacers this yeah, week. It was, it was the yeah. only time that they got a win in the three games that we're evaluating. It starts all the way back last Thursday when they beat Brooklyn, or excuse me, when they lost to Brooklyn, one eleven to eighty nine. Then they beat the Pacers, one fourteen to ninety seven. Then they lose to the Celtics on Sunday, one sixteen to eighty six. They will play tonight against Oklahoma City. That tip is set for eight p.m. Nada, I am going to give the Ultra Player of the Week award to one Miles Bridges. Congratulations for winning the ultra player of the week in that game against Brooklyn. It was really just who has a box score, who has a stat line that isn't as bad as everyone else's. <laughs> I still had a hard time trying to find that stat line. Um, but miles hit a couple of threes. Yes. Like I tried to find something. Okay. And he hit two of five from beyond the arc. So, okay. 
and he didn't have any turnovers. So fair enough, Miles, you, you, you at least didn't have the worst game against the Nets against the Pacers. He was legitimately awesome. Yes, was. I mean, we all saw him go off against the Pacers four of seven from three point land, eight of 12 from the field, only one turnover, 23 points and 10 rebounds. So he got a double double. And then against Boston, it was a very similar stat line to what he put up against Brooklyn. Terry Rozier had 22 points against the Celtics, but that's not enough to take away this award. Look, this is the worst time to win this award, but I don't think that there's a problem giving this award to miles strictly for that Pacers game alone. If that's one of the three that we're evaluating. So good to finally kind of go away from Terry for one of these awards and actually have some ground to stand Look, on. I, I, you know what? I feel good about this. Miles Bridges has deserved this. He has been unsung for a decent portion of the season. And you know what? He really does deserve it. He like miles has done stuff to where he hasn't scored and still affected the game this, this week. He's again, this past week he's had to score and he's kind of affected the game. And he basically won them that Pacers game because he had, if I'm not mistaken, like 16 in that in that second quarter. I really do think that Miles Bridges has taken a step forward and something that we've continually talked about, the growth of Miles Bridges into this guy. And it get, the really crazy part is he's now affecting the game at the three when we all kind of accepted that he was just permanently a four now. And the fact that he's going back to the three within Gordon Hayward's absence and still doing some really good things at that position is a really awesome thing to see. Yeah, and and you see him be a lot more efficient this year than he was last year. It, the three-point percentage is 38.3 on the season. His free throw percentage, even though he's not going at all really this year, he at least is hitting the free throws when he gets there. And so it's it's good things for Miles Bridges this season for the most part. Asking a little bit less from him than you did last season, that's okay because he's starting to thrive in that role a little bit more. And we'll see exactly what his future does entail going forward. Thanks again to Michelob Ultra. Only worth it if you enjoy it. Again, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Michelob Ultra, only 95 calories and 2.6 carbs. We'll get to the questions coming up next on Locked on Hornets uh, with the Locked on Hornets podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. LaMelo, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I yeah. that's that's bad. We can't allow him to create, and that's the that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do no, that. Exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today pod on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And after Built Bar Madness, you guys heard about all of the delicious flavors that would eventually fall to the champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. No shame in the game there. It's the best flavor. We all knew it was going to win, and it's going to be tough to try to dethrone what is clearly the best tasting bar. But the thing is, it's a tournament of champions within itself. All of those flavors are delicious. So make sure you try them. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia. There's so many good ones. And plus, they're all good for you, too. They're 
They're covered in 100% chocolate, but they're good for the keto diet. They're low in sugar. They're high in protein. They're high in fiber. So many health benefits from this as well. If you go on a run and you come back and you're hungry and you want something sweet, you don't have to compromise. You don't have to go to the cupcake. You can get it just as satisfied by going to one of these built bars. And you get a free cooler with your purchase, too. That's always awesome. While supplies last, go get your free cooler uh, with your purchase at BuiltBar.com and use that promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. We've had different locks. So I apologize about the promo code. If I said the wrong thing yesterday, I think we finally have the print right yes, here. So it's locked 15 is what it should be. I think um, if I change it again, then I apologize, but it should be locked 15 as said by locked on corporate. So locked 15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, let's get to some questions here. Nada. It's why we do it. We do this for the people got to give the people what they want on a Wednesday. Uh, Max tan artist writes in on Twitter. What's better? Uh, what's better team culture? giving the bag to guys that you draft that deserve it or bringing players from outside the organization and paying them? Or is it a combo of both? He also writes in also who is better between Godzilla and Kong? Nada. These are our listeners and we appreciate <laughs> yes, that. Um, um, so let's answer the first one. Maybe we get to that third one uh, or that second question in the third segment. So what is better to you? Nada. Uh, what's better team culture, giving the bag to guys that you draft that deserve it or bringing players from the outside. Is it a combination? of both what's your answer to that it's the answer is honestly both like i i do believe that for like if you're doing it right the answer is both and the other just when we have this conversation because we're obviously we're talking about Devonte, we're talking about guys like malik and who are you going to pay who are you going to keep who are you not going to keep and i think it's like supporting these guys and saying hey you developed Here's your reward. We want to continue to grow with you. But you also have to understand, especially as a small market, not everybody can go. Like, not everybody can get go with you to the final destination. So, unfortunately, like, you're going to have to bring in those outside help to help support and develop and grow guys. And, for, like, this is the thing about, and it's funny we, we're talking about this, because when we had this conversation about, Gordon Hayward at the beginning of the season and signing him. This was a, that to me, that was a sign of, yes, we're trying to build for the future, but we're also trying to help develop these young guys and feel supported. So, yeah, I guess my answer is both. I'm pretty sure I'm not answering this entirely too, too well. But at the same time, like, I, I really do, like, feel like for a small market, which what Charlotte is, it's going to have to be a mix of both. Well, I mean, if we're talking about team culture, it's interesting because of what line we kind of what we draw that we really don't know where we're drawing it. Right. Like, OK, so you talk about Terry Rozier. The narrative around Terry Rozier has become you have to reward this guy for the way that he's played, especially trying to, quote unquote, somewhat fill the shoes of one Kimball Walker. But he's an outside guy that played with the Boston Celtics. And yet we've certainly embraced him as one of our own because of the way that he's performed and who he had to do it after. So it's not someone you drafted, but he seems to mean a lot to a lot of the fans here in Charlotte. People have loved what they've gotten from Terry, and that makes a lot of sense. And he's just been really good outright. I mean, even it, it, offensively, certainly, if you just kind of objectively weigh the game, he's just been really good, um, certainly this year, having that career year. So I would think even in team culture stance, when Mitch Kupchak says he's good for that locker room, 
it, it doesn't matter that he played outside the organization. You can bring him in, and that's good for your team culture, who is a guy that's become a leader, embraced that role himself. Devontae Graham, I would think signing him is also going to benefit team culture, mm-hmm. someone you drafted. It didn't get a ton of run in his rookie season, but that second year he gets legitimate all-star consideration at the halfway point and struggles the second half of the year. The shot's not nearly as there as it was, but it would benefit team culture to bring in a four-year guy at Kansas that has only you know <laughs> been a, a great character guy and been a good locker room guy as well. And so it is a combination of both. You don't have to measure the kind of environment, right? You don't say, okay, just because we brought this guy in from the outside, just because we drafted this player, this is specifically because of that reason going to benefit our culture. It just matters on what the player is, who that player is. So yeah, I don't think you're wrong, Nada. Like I understand you kind of feel weird you know, playing both sides of yes. the fence because you're not really supposed to no. do that on podcasts or sports radio. But if it's the right answer, it's the right yeah, answer. Look, here's the thing. Y'all come, y'all don't come here for like the mild, medium fence sitting takes, even though I give them sometimes. You come here for the strong, opinionated takes. I think I give them more than you. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. But at the same time, you don't come here for the middle of the road takes. You come here, it, maybe you don't even come here for the hot takes, but you come here for the strong opinions. And that's, and I understand that. <laughs> And I realize I am not giving you what you're looking for. And I'm not nurturing mm-hmm. your podcasting ears in the best way possible. So that's why I feel weird about it. I'm sorry. I apologize for uh, doing that as well. But we appreciate that question. We also appreciate who is better between Godzilla and Kong. We'll get to that in the third segment of today as well. Stephen Chapman writes in, if we lose Monk and or Graham, do you think somebody like Juzang would be a good replacement if he decides to go to the draft? So real quickly, I do not have all of these draft breakdowns on guys that are outside really of the top five right now. I know Kate Cunningham is an absolute stud. Same thing with Evan Mobley. Some of these guys that I've watched in the tournament, I mean, you know, some of these Baylor guys, Gonzaga, right? Like I, I, I know what I think of them on the surface as in having watched them play college basketball without truly watching the film and stuff like that. And Ju Zhang was awesome in the tournament. There's no doubt. I, I don't know a ton right now as far as to say, okay, yeah, he would be a perfect fit. This is where he's expected to go as it currently stands. That That's what I would say about Juzang. If we wanted to alter this question a little bit, does it become more of a draft priority to get help in the backcourt via depth if you lose one of these guys? Then it certainly makes sense. You know, if you're not, I mean, it depends on where they're, where they're drafting. But if there's not a big guy in that, I don't know where the, maybe, you know, outside of the lottery, and that you think should be going at that spot and there's someone you think you can bring in and help the backcourt because he's the best player available, then you're still acquiring talent. Just like we talked about yesterday with uh, what Mitch Kupchak admitted to. They're getting closer to drafting positions and not solely focusing on talent, but he admits they're not there yet. And I think that's the right assessment. So yeah, if you lose one of these guys and you see someone in the backcourt that just so happens to be the best player available in the draft, take him and don't think twice about it. Go ahead and get that talent. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The Here's the thing that I would probably, here's my answer to this. Well, I have two answers to this. You do what you can to get Davion Mitchell on this team. I think he's going to be the target. <laughs> I think he's going to, I honestly think he's going to probably. He was fun, man. Yeah, he, he, he was a lot of fun. He's a guy that can defend and can hit shots. That is a hooper. There are too many one-way guys on this team. If we are talking, we just talked about this yesterday. 
there were again Mitch is starting to talk about drafting for positions. If you are going to build this team around guy around LaMelo Ball and maximize his skill set and you're going to maximize Terry's skill set and you're going to maximize Gordon's skill set, you're going to need a guard that can also fill the buckets and at the same time bring some killer defense and provide some sort of resistance at the perimeter because there's not a guard that can do that right now. Cody Martin's the closest one to that, and clearly that's not good enough at this point. My second part to this answer is, why are we asking, why are, why are you asking us draft questions? Do not ask us draft questions. We were told by you guys, you guys voted on this, <laughs> again, in a democratic fashion that you did not want to talk draft. So I spent the last minute basically saying, doing something that you I was told by y'all that you did not want. Why am I doing this, Walker? Why? <laughs> You're angry at the listeners am, now. I, yes, you are angry. angry. At the listeners. I'm just saying, tell me what you, again, I gave you an option to talk about the mm-hmm. draft to talk about the rest of the season. And a bunch of y'all said, let's talk about the rest of the season. So you know what? I did that. And now we're getting draft questions? Now? Like again, uh-huh. what is what in the mixed oh, you- message is this? Uh, yeah, we are getting some mixed messages, but of course that's going to happen and, uh, it's okay. Uh, I just don't have anything for you on Juzang right now, as far as where he projects in the NBA. I'll say this, when you bring up Davion Mitchell, the only thing you really worry about him is how his field goal percentage was not anywhere close, uh, to what it is this year, what it was last year. Very, very different. I I mean, but man, this season, he was fantastic. That guy was awesome, especially defensively. And he would certainly fit that need out on the perimeter defensively for the Charlotte Hornets. Let's get to one more question before we go to the last segment of today. The nihilist 11. These are our listeners (laughs) quote projected Hornets record for the last 23 games. My prediction is nine and 14. So I looked at the rest of the 23 games. And if you go nine and 14, I think what you're literally doing and it's no problem, you're literally picking all of the games that the Hornets should be better than their opposition on paper. So you're picking every single game against the Pistons, every single game against the Cavaliers, the last game of the se- uh, the season against Washington. Um, you know, maybe you think about Atlanta as being worse. I think that's what you're doing if you go nine and 14. And that's really the best we can do right yeah. now. You know, not I think I would go like eight and 15 is just just playing the game for the sake of the question. Right. Looking at, well, I think they'll win this one. They match up with this team a little bit better. Uh, they'll drop one of these. They shouldn't. I landed at eight and 15. So it's not like I landed too far away from our listener, the nihilist. Yeah, see. I feel like they're going to get 10 wins in this stretch. They're going to win a game they have no business winning. I think we know that this team is good for that. They have games where they beat teams that they're not supposed to they're not supposed to be winning. And more importantly, we don't know how many teams are going to start resting guys once playoff uh, seeding gets locked up this that and the third. So, I can see a scenario where they get 10 wins. I also can see a scenario where they get 7. I am going to lean towards optimism <laughs> for once. And, and, wow. And yeah, I know. I know. Applaud. Again, surprising. Pat myself on the back for that one. But yeah, I, I, for some reason, I see 10 wins. I do see 10 wins. All right. 
you are the optimist and I am the pessimist. And our buddy asking the question is the nihilist. Bet online, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online AG. Football might be over, but the NBA, it's still going on heavy, as is the NHL. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. We've got one more segment to go on the Locked On Hornets podcast, answering your questions on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that unless... Like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available. These are the guys that actually know about these prospects a little bit more in depth in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. You can subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Let's get to another question uh, that is a little bit more Hornet-centric before we get into a couple of fun ones. Make cannabis legal again. These are our <laughs> listeners. Uh, they he asked in quote, if MM1 Malik Monk gets offered four years at $75-80 million, do the Hornets match that offer? Nada, do you think the Hornets would match that offer for Malik Monk? Yes. Yes. And I am one of those twenty mil a year. You think that's gonna go towards Malik the man from the shot Hornets. forty is shoot current, currently shooting 48, 42, and eighty-one and averaging thirteen points a game. He's getting paid by somebody because there aren't that many guys out there on that market that can do that. Like, he's going to get paid by somebody. That is the cost of doing business. You are matching that. Unless, unless you're telling me, and the only way that I, the only way I don't see them matching that is if somehow they move up in the draft. Like, let's say they, let, let's say just for argument's sake, this, t- this Hornets team makes it to the play-in game, gets bounced in the first game, in that 9-10 game, and then finds their way somehow in the top three. That's the only way. I don't see them matching. Because then you're, having, then you're talking about probably replacing Malik Monk with Jalen Green. That's the only scenario in which I don't see them. I, like, I literally do not see them getting a, again, retaining Malik Monk. That's it. But other than that, they're matching. Please believe they're matching. Man, at twenty million a year, Nada, I don't think they are. I don't think that they would match that contract for Malik. I think what we talked about yesterday, viewing the pillars of this organization, if we think that Terry Rozier is going to get paid from this organization, that means you've got LaMelo certainly locked in at a good deal because it's a rookie contract, but you got LaMelo locked in in the backcourt. You got Terry locked in in the backcourt as the starters, and then you have Gordon Hayward making $30 million a year for the next three seasons. It is interesting to me that he 
talked about the development of the power forwards and Miles Bridges just drafted a year later than Malik. So this situation is coming up for Miles as well. Is he someone that you want to have to pay? He's not going to get 20 million out there on the open market, but is that a guy that you want to allocate money to um, in order to keep some front court depth? And what are you going to do at the center position? Or you remember we talked about this. It was reported that they went after a Montrez Harrell. They went after Christian Wood, which made a lot more sense, but they went after a Christian Wood. Is there going to be any guy kind of like that that they'll throw some money to? I don't think Malik gets to $20 million on this next contract. I think it's important to note that the Knicks are always that type of team to throw that kind of bag at someone, especially as exciting as Malik. And remember, we had somebody that about with we remember we we all thought kind of that Malik Monk would be maybe going to the New York mm-hmm. Knicks at the beginning of this when he was drafted. So maybe that would be a team and they've got some cap space. So maybe that would be the team to prime away. I don't think he gets 20 million out there on the open market. Nada. But if he does, I don't think the Hornets here's, match. Here, here's the other team that we need to really start thinking about they're actually there are two teams they're both in texas dallas has his place to pay him and dallas could pay him and he fits there really really well i might add and the other team that probably fits well san antonio which has 50 plus million in cap space so at some point pop is good like they're gonna have to make a couple of free agent splashes and malik fits there especially considering what they want to do so do I see I see somebody paying him. I do see someone giving him that $20 million. It, I just think it's one of those teams in Texas that does it. Yeah, it's interesting because he kind of is in a similar situation with Terry, right? Like Terry comes in and gets 18 mil and everybody destroys the Hornets for handing out that kind of contract. And I, I mean... Look, I, I think they've got different skill sets. I, I think Malik... Malik's a better I, I love what Malik does. Yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about it. And, and Terry has a, a larger sample size shooting the ball at an elite level than what Malik Monk has done. It's it's just been really this year. Before this year also, Terry was really bad at the two-point percentage thing, and Malik has already shown a really good ability to attack. And so, you know, if you think about it in that perspective, maybe he does get 20, but I, with, with the cap, with other players that you might want more than Malik I don't know I think it's just a little too high and then I don't think the Hornets decide to match all right let's get to some of the fun ones Nada um let's go back to our boy Maxton Artis he writes in who is uh uh better between Godzilla uh, Godzilla and Kong now I'm not well versed in these types of character questions not the super uh, superhero questions I'm not as well versed in this but from what all of my colleagues say This is no contest. It's Godzilla over Kong. And I would think if you are bigger and you breathe fire, then it is going to be tough to knock out Godzilla if you're Kong, who can't be as big as Godzilla and cannot breathe fire as well. I hate to answer a question with a question, but I I, I feel like I need to ask you this. So (laughs) what, what do you do? So let's see. You haven't seen The Wire. You haven't seen The Sopranos. You haven't, again, you clearly don't know anything about Godzilla versus King Kong. What in the hell do you do with your free time, Walker? Seriously. I've seen I've seen Kong Skull Island, which I didn't like. I mean, is that a good no, movie to people not, that like that no. kind of thing? It, it was, was bad. bad. It was bad. Yeah, it what was you, bad. But still, what uh, are you doing so, with your free time? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. I, I don't know. I, I watch movies. I just I told you about the show thing. The sh- you got to get invested in these shows that 
I was too young for at the time, and now I don't want to pay for all of these different streaming this is services why you get that the are hook about. Up, though you have to have somebody that has HBO Max, please. But it's also about the time that you invest. It's all. It's also about pandemic, the time that you have to again, invest. What kind of time are you talking about investing? What, what, what time? What time? <laughs> I mean, We're still in a pandemic. I, my job didn't stop, though. Like, I still had to do a bunch of stuff. Either way, I'll say I would think Godzilla is the guy that wins. Am I wrong, Nada? Are you telling me no, that I'm no, wrong, no, no, that no, I'm no, going no. with Godzilla I, I, over Kong? I, I'm just saying, what do you do with your time? That's all I wanted to know. For the answer, you're, you are correct, though. You are absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, so all of this anger was for nothing. You got you yelled at me for nothing. Oh, you, no. you yelled at me for being right oh, no, about I this. No, I didn't yell at you for nothing. I've, again, there's never a point where I yell at you for nothing. I just want to know what you do with your free time. That's it. That's all. I mean, I watch different shows. What do you want me to say? I watch... I watch Hornets games. <laughs> I watch I watch basketball games. Get out of here, man. I'm going Godzilla. I got the damn answer right. Uh, I mean, is it even a contest, Nada? Is it close? No, it's not. It's really not. Okay. Goodness great. You, you had to just stomp all over this question. I was trying to give you an answer, and then you yelled at me. Let's go to the next one. We'll see if you can actually refrain from yelling at me here. Uh, the Grindhawk writes in, thank you as always, Mr. Grindhawk. If you can make any Hornets player elite at one skill, who and what skill? So, for instance, Lamella wakes up tomorrow an elite on-ball defender. Miles becomes a high-volume 42% on-the-move three-point shooter, something like one of those. Do you have anything that immediately comes to mind? I'll say this first. Lamello being an elite all-ball, on-ball defender, just an elite defender, yeah, that, that changes, that changes yeah. everything. I mean, him having that kind of skill would be insane. See, you, like, when you brought that one up, that's like... Then you're talking about a legitimate top seven guy consistently. Like, LaMelo on ball, again, LaMelo with elite on ball skill, defending skills. And then you brought up another one that I just thought was just really, really cool, which was P.J. Washington. We give him Kyrie Irving handles. That's right. Like, like that. Yeah. that's the other one. Like, you thought about that one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd rather do that. So if you give P.J. Washington elite ball handling skills – do you, I mean, I guess that doesn't come with the quickness to drive by guys, but matter. you would still have elite handles. Yeah. And, and he can shoot well enough. Um, for, I mean, he can shoot well, period. So if PJ Washington giving him elite handles would be awesome. If we can give physical attributes to players, then what if we made Malik Monk six, nine? Like, what if we made him, what if we had him have all of the same skills, that kind of explosion, that quickness, that ability to drive to the basket. Let's hope that he keeps up this shooting. It's not a foregone conclusion, but let's, let's hope that he's able to shoot at this kind of level or even close. If we made him six, nine, then goodness gracious, you can't stop that guy either. See, here, here's Walker. You're thinking too small because I would, again, if I'm going to turn one guy, six, nine, six, 10, it's not going to be Malik Monk. You know who I'm going to do it with? I'm going to do it with Miles Bridges. Well, he's not all that. What is he like? He's like 6'7", six, 6'8", yes, exactly. six, right now, isn't here's he? Here's the thing. Six, well, you're just giving him an extra I'm giving, inch? I'm you just had him, him hit three, like a I'm growth spurt? I'm giving him three inches because you know what that means? That means you have PJ and Miles and you have your center forward combination and we ain't got to worry about any of this anymore. 
I'm thinking too small. Why don't you just make Miles Bridges like seven feet? <laughs> let's just let's do the stupid Madden create a player thing, and we just make players as tall as they can really be. Is, though, if you think about it, I, 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 no, it is. <laughs> it, it is. I guess I was trying to put some kind of cap on it. Man, is Bridges only six six? I always feel like yes. he's six seven or something like that. Still, to only put like a couple of inches on him, I don't think that changes that ch- his that game. Changes- a crazy amount. A decent amount. I mean, yes, that changes a different. He dunks on a whole lot more people. He probably dunks on a whole lot more people. Yeah, I, for sure. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to have the same kind of impact. If you put Malik Bunk, who is certainly significantly shorter than Miles, if you make him like six nine, can, maybe we could put some weight on him too. Like, I wonder if we if we could just. You can't do both, but maybe six nine just allows him to get to two thirty or something like that. I would love to see that kind of physical attribute. Can we think of anything else real quickly? Like I, I, I don't know if I am going truly really anywhere else. Give me PJ Washington with the Kyrie handles. Give me Malik Monk at six nine. Give me Lamelo Ball as an elite all on ball defender. Thank you, Mister Grindhog. I think that's yeah, what I'm no, going. No, I with. think that. Oh wait, hold on. Biz that could actually catch. <laughs> well, that's yes. If we could just have Biz do one fundamental thing that you are supposed to learn uh, as a child learning the game, then that would be uh, yeah. That's an elite, that an skill. elite what skill. What if he was just an elite catcher exactly. of the basketball? He just snatched everything instead of blocking shots. He would just go up and then grab it. That would be pretty awesome as well. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar and Michelob Ultra for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA or any show in the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back to recap the OKC game tomorrow. 